Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to begin today with the birth of Christ through the eyes of Anna. Christmas is probably the most exciting season in the year for most of us. Both children and adults anxiously await the arrival of Christmas. I think, you know, however, that children have the most difficulty waiting for Christmas because for many kids, it's about opening presents and eating candy. For many adults, it's about holiday bonuses. Come on, y'all. If we be real about it, it's about where's that bonus at? Rushing to the mall. Time with family and friends. And let's not forget Christmas decorations. Some folks' houses are so decked out. In the sparkle and the glitter of how Christmas is presented in our culture today, it's easy to forget the true meaning of Christmas. It can just be totally lost. So we're still talking about what is the real meaning of Christmas today. I was about to say, what is the real meaning of Christ's mass today? Our scripture comes from Luke chapter 2, verse 2. Oh, I'm repeating myself. Our scripture comes from Luke chapter 2, 30, verses 36 through 38. Oh, let me get it together. Verses 36 through 38. And we're going to be reading from um, the NIV version. Verse 36 reads, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them coming up to them at the very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. In Luke chapter 2, we're told how Mary and Joseph presented their newborn son, Jesus, to the Lord in the temple at Jerusalem. It was a natural and holy part of the Jewish custom. This was a joyful and meaningful act that consecrated the child to God in keeping with decrees handed down by Moses. Along with presenting the child, the parents were also able to offer a sacrifice of a pair of doves or uh, two young pigeons. And of course, Jesus was no ordinary baby. Not only does scripture tell us his birth was heralded by a choir of angelic beings. But when Mary and Joseph presented Jesus in the temple, they also encountered two prophets who praised God in a grateful display of thanksgiving. One of these prophets was a woman named Anna, one of only a handful of female prophets mentioned in the Bible. Luke chapter two is the only place where she's mentioned. Scripture tells us that she was a very old woman at the time of Jesus' birth. 
she was widowed as a young woman, having having um, lost her husband after seven years of marriage. She lived a life separated unto the Lord. Anna, a daughter of Phanuel, was a Jewish prophetess from the tribe of Asher. Asher was identified by Moses as happy and blessed, whose feet would be bathed in oil, according to Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 24. Anna was a woman in whom the offices of prophet, intercessor, and evangelist resided. Anna developed a lifestyle of worship. She presented her body as a living sacrifice to God. Anna was a watchman slash prophetess. And these terms I'm using, you go and look those up. Prophet, intercessor, evangelist, watchman. While serving at the temple one morning after night of seeking God through worship, fasting, and prayer, while she was serving, while she was at her post, not before, not after, but while she was on duty. Anna came upon Joseph and Mary at the very moment they entered the temple with their newborn son. We don't know how many times Anna had prayed for the coming of the promised Messiah during her decades of intercession, which brings me to my first point. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. What a privilege it is to pray. And what a blessing it is to focus our prayers on the promises of God. Prayer is one of the greatest gifts because, you know, we value other things, new car, whatever, engagement ring, diamond ring, diamonds. But prayer is one of the greatest gifts our loved ones can receive from us. My second point is we have to trust and wait for God's timing. It took about 4,000 years for God to send the remedy in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, for what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. Boy, that's a long time. Everything was done according to God's purpose and in God's timing. My third point is Anna was consistent. Luke chapter 2 verse 37 says she never left the temple but worship night and day, fasting and praying, according to the NIV version. In Anna's case, she consistently served God in the temple, and it became one of the things we know her for today. Like her, we should not only be consistent in serving God, meaning we, we, we serve at our church. How about that? We, 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 we come and we are part of the service. We serve in some kind of way at our local church, but also consistent in other areas of our lives. See, being consistent means you can be depended on. If you were trying to find Anna, you would be guaranteed to find her in the temple. If she told you she is praying for you, there would be no doubt in your mind 
if she was. Are we consistent? Moving on, Anna shared what she learned. Oftentimes in life, we learn things that make a big difference in our lives, but guess what? Neglect to share them with others. People all the time, they know stuff, but they won't say a word. You know why? Because they don't mind you doing good. They just don't want you to do better than them. I mean, there, there's some things, you know, that there's a timeline on, you know, you could go and get get uh, 50 percent off or you could go and and, um, you know, get in this school or get this job because there's an opening. But, you know, people don't share. They don't share things that they learned. But Anna shared. We have to learn to share the things that we've learned. In the same way we appreciate someone teaching us certain truths, we should do the same for others. According to Luke chapter 2, verse 38, Anna, upon discovering the Messiah, not only gave thanks to God, but spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Um of the Messiah's coming for the redemption of Jerusalem. Uh, uh, and she spoke to them of the Messiah's coming that she, she let everybody know. I saw the Messiah, you know, the baby is here. The Messiah is here. Whoever would listen, you know, who, who, who was really interested. So what are some of the things we can learn from Anna, the prophetess? Anna can teach us a number of things. First, God blesses those who steadfastly devotes themselves, devote themselves to his will and his ways. In this case, we see how Anna spent eight decades in the temple praying and fasting. Her reward was in seeing the Messiah, which was a great blessing to her. Second, prayer and fasting can produce great faith and public witness. Because she she definitely had great faith and she definitely witnessed day after day and night after night. Anna devoted herself to God's work, praying and fasting. She modeled for others diligence and trust in the Lord. She believed and she witnessed. Anna also exemplifies patience. Her commitment and dedication of time was significant and inspiring. This godly woman dedicated to the Lord was rewarded for her great faith with a glimpse of the promised one, the Messiah of Jerusalem. My last point, y'all. You can live a godly life in an ungodly world. You might think Anna had it made that she didn't have as many distractions to deal with in her day as we do today, that she didn't have all the stuff to contend with. So that's why she was able to have such a thriving relationship with God. But this could not be further from the truth. Anna lived during one of the darkest eras in the history of mankind. The religious system had become corrupted by self-righteousness, legalistic and hypocritical leaders who were driven more by political ambition and money than anything else. 
Traditions and rituals took the place of authentic worship. There was such thick spiritual darkness that even the church participated in the oppression of the poor, the disabled, and the disadvantaged. Because religion became big business. Think about think about when Jesus uh, was driving the money leaders out of the temple. Does this sound familiar? What's the solution? Start with fasting, making fasting and praying a habit like Anna did. I need to say that one more time. Start with making fasting and prayer a habit like Anna did. Anyway, learn to live in expectancy. Anna had no doubt in her mind that Jesus was coming to save us from our sins. Are you praying and fasting for the return of the Messiah? The Bible says he's coming back again. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you at it, spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time, all my kings and queens be blessed.